0: Welcome to I'm Obsessed With This, the Netflix podcast about the shows and films viewers can't get enough of. Sort of like how the criminally underrated Steve Zahn can't get enough of playing supporting roles instead of lead ones. He deserves them. I'm your host, Bobby Finger, and today I am joined by Ann Friedman, writer, the co-host of Call Your Girlfriend, and co-author of the forthcoming book, Big Friendship. Hello, Anne.
1: Hello. How's Los I'm Angeles? Here.
0: Thanks for being <laughs> with me today.
1: Um, Los Angeles is a little bit gray, which is my favorite morning mode in Los Angeles, personally. Um, So I'm doing wonderfully.
0: Last time we had uh, an L.A. resident in New York, so I was in the same room with her. But we've been doing a lot of call-ins to Los Angeles. And usually when I ask how it is, they're like, it's wonderful. I love it. So I'm very proud of you for living in the town that everyone always loves. You know
1: what, though? Not everyone. (laughs) I I will just say this, is that I love it, and I have been very happy here from pretty much the moment I moved and set foot here, but I recognize that it is... Uh, it is not everyone's um, thing. So I don't really, I think that like maybe in the middle of winter, it's more everyone's thing for some obvious mm-hmm. reasons, but especially mm-hmm. now, which is like our extended, sad, like really, really hot tail end of summer that like, you're just like, why am I still sweating when everything is tweed <laughs> on the internet? Um, it's, it is really not the sexiest time to live
0: here. <laughs> Are you drinking, do you have any beverage It's or it's morning for you? I'm it's drinking It's afternoon coffee. for me. I'm drinking coffee. hot
1: coffee, which is like a gray morning choice. I mean, the cold brew comes out of the fridge when it's a sunny morning.
0: <laughs> Do you make the cold brew hot? Do you heat up the cold brew and add hot water to it?
1: Um, no. I mean, the tot the toddy, the toddy cold brew is oh god, listen to me. Like I'm like to- I would take a toddy sponsorship <laughs> for CYG though. The toddy cold brew is just for cold beverages and then I have separate a separate situation for hot coffee
0: because people put their cold brew concentrate with hot water and they drink it hot and I find that very bizarre but I know it's a thing
1: it's a thing um and I think it's a fine thing I don't know I mean like who I don't know much about coffee physics I'm not like a you know whatever
0: I'm like do do what suits you is how I feel about that today uh you joined the podcast to talk about a new Netflix original film tall girl but before we get into tall girl what have you been watching on Netflix lately that isn't Tall Girl?
1: Okay, well there are there are some separate there there are many things I'm watching on Netflix. So I'm going to be totally honest <laughs> with you. Um, the The thing that I find myself talking about to everyone uh, is Dairy Girls, which um, I definitely had heard of before the first season came to Netflix. But um, mm-hmm. uh, so it was an anticipated watch for me before season one, and then I had also hotly anticipated season two. Um, <laughs> In part because apparently I love any anything with girl in the title. I will watch anything. Um, also because I love a super regional coming of age story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like anything that is... Um, super that is both, regional. I mean, it is. It is a hyper regional coming of age story where, um, you know, these uh, four... Four girls and and one boy, I guess, um, are growing up in Derry in Northern Ireland uh, in the mid to late 90s, which um, you know a pla- a time and place of political interest. Um, mm-hmm. It's also a time and place of personal interest. My partner is from Derry and was a teenager in the mid to late 90s, oh. <laughs> and it's allowing me like the show aside from being sort of like a like I said a delightful like here are just some teen girls misbehaving kind of story, which I love, um, uh, no matter where it's set, it is really allowing me to do um, to do a thing that can be very difficult. So like, uh, all right, when you are, someone in your life is like, you know, raised in a situation that's very different than you, do you ever find yourself going like, huh, is this your personality? Is this just a word you like to use or a quirk? Or is this some kind yeah. of, Larger regionalism. I mean, like, does everyone from Texas say whatever, like Bobby does? You know, that that sort of <laughs> <laughs> like I, I I I sort of like. It's not like I spend hours lying awake at night thinking about this, but I am I am just very interested. Exactly, and in in the same way that I'm interested, like for myself, in what is um what sort of like the water that I didn't know was wet around me when I was like you know a little fish growing mm-hmm. up, and what was what is my personality or what was weird or unique to me. So like Dairy Girls is not only entertaining as television, but it allows me to kind of gain some, gain some insights into uh, what is the broader cultural moment and what is specific to this person who I spend a lot of time with and who I've heard tell a lot of stories about this part of the world at this time.
0: What are some of the like most significant idiosyncrasies that you've noticed in the Dairy Girls and your partner?
1: Hmm. Well, some of it is just slang terminology um which uh, as a words person I delight in like you know every once in a while this word will just come up like um he described something as mingin once which is like mingen? like uh, mingin like and I th- I think it was he described a cloud of gnats or a cloud of bugs as like they're mingin like as, like kind of like a gross thing swirling around um I don't know mm-hmm. that this is the actual definition but then the word was used in Dairy Girls or um they they do things like they go on this like uh, in the season 2 which is sort of the more recent one they they do a kind of like cross cultural exchange program the 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 dairy girls in question are catholic um okay. my it's my partner's Catholic school. Um, there is a like headmistress character, a nun who I delight in. Um, I don't know. Have you watched the show, Bobby?
0: I haven't watched it. And I, and I, i I know there's only like 12 episodes of it and I need to watch it cause I've been told by, you know, countless people that it's great.
1: I mean, it's like UK length series, so you can really just knock it out in one, <laughs> in one American <laughs> sitting. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, But yeah, so so they the girls in question, the dairy girls in question are Catholic. Um, uh, My partner is Protestant, although his his mother's Catholic, his father's Protestant. But but Mm -hmm. for the purposes of, you know, dairy demo um, was, you know, raised in like, you know, went to what is what was considered a Protestant school. And so the the girls on the television show participate in like an exchange program sort of thing okay. where they have to be in the same room as a bunch of Protestants and try to find common ground in hmm. clearly something that's funded by some kind of NGO and led by um, schoolmasters and nuns and priests. And that's one of those things where I had to hit pause and be like, did you do this? Like, th- really? <laughs> um, and the answer was yes. I mean, and there's also a kind of... The background of this show is that there's also very real, you know, violence and sectarian issues happening in the background of just, like, in these teens trying, yeah. right, trying to get drunk and, like, whatever. And so, you know, there's, there's a scene in the first season where they are riding the bus to school and um, a bunch of soldiers get on the bus and kind of, like, sniff around and look at everyone. And, like, I know for a fact that, like my partner had to go through a military checkpoint every day to go to school. And it's like the way it's normalized in that show is a way that he talks about it in this sort of normalized way. Whereas like, if you had made me go through a military checkpoint, you know, just drop that into my childhood. Obviously I would be like, this is absolutely terrifying. Mm -hmm. So there's some more serious things.
0: What else has been going on in your Netflix queue?
1: My kind of forever, like, let's say I'm traveling for work. Let's say I'm, um, I I like the kind of comfort watch that I turn to again and again is Miss mm-hmm. Fisher's Murder Mysteries. Has someone talked about this on the show before? No, what is this? I don't oh. even know what this is. What? <laughs> I truly wow. don't know what this is. You are not friends with many single women in their
0: 30s and 40s? Or like, is this a
1: regionalism? Like, (laughs) I don't know.
0: I am is the thing. Miss Fisher's (laughs) Murder Mysteries? No. What is this? Australian? Oh, they're filled with great ideas.
1: Yes. So this is an Australian (laughs) show. Um... Featuring a sort of amateur... I don't know if she's technically... She, her vibe is amateur detective um, mm-hmm. named Franny Fisher. She is like quick-witted. She's got a bob that, you know, is very like early 2000s feminist slash flapper. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And she, she um, <laughs> uh, is... So a few things happen in every episode. You know, she finds herself in some kind of like glamorous jazz age situation. She is usually wearing a flowing garment of some kind. Um, She almost always manages to sleep with a much younger man, um, and it's sort of gratuitously thrown in there, like really not relevant to the plot at all. And then she solves a really low stakes murder, like um, you know a countess is murdered or something like that. It's like who cares, right? Like it's very (laughs) it's 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 not the kind of like I don't do true crime in the kind of like. Right I don't do too cr- true crime podcast sense I don't really do I don't do like like CSI or law and order murder even mm-hmm. but like I would hesitate to even call it stylized because really it's just an excuse to have her parachute into new situations and be witty
0: is it like um murder she wrote where she's solving this like weird number of murders that are always happening in the same town or is she going around Australia
1: um well well she is based in melbourne but it is oh, not okay. i there are definitely a few there are a few episodes that are set you know around around i don't really know i don't pay attention to the setting it doesn't matter i am truly <laughs> just paying attention to like like her it's it's sort of the pleasure of like you know when you watch you watch an old movie um you mm-hmm. know like you you pick something deep from like the katherine hepburn archive and you're like the plot of this mm-hmm. is is garbage like there's really I'm nothing here, to watch here. i'm here to watch katherine hepburn and i'm here mm-hmm. to watch priny fisher um and <laughs> and that is that is truly That's truly a deep, a deep pleasure I have. It really takes me back to the, like, reading my grandmother's Agatha Christie books as a child. Like, it's a Mm -hmm. very deep deep comforting pleasure uh,
0: this is going to take precedence over dairy girls to me i've, I've got to watch this immediately
1: please text me when you do
0: and now we're going to talk about tall girl when you were gonna you were gonna watch something else and then or maybe you had made a decision and then suddenly you were like no in all caps i'm doing tall girl the trailer had just come out and you were like this is what i'm watching what about the trailer for tall girl spoke to you why did you have to watch it <laughs>
1: I mean, sort of what I was saying earlier about regionally specific coming of age stories involving <laughs> girls. I'm like, this is not regionally specific, but it is highly demographically specific mm-hmm. in that um, I, I am an inch taller than the six foot one protagonist of this movie. And she she very clearly like, you know, her height is mentioned in the trailer. But I'm also, you know, I I don't know if you feel this way, but like the closer something is to me kind of like demographically or like experientially, the more the more I need to watch it, you know, because I feel like I have all these data points of like, are you doing it right? Are you telling Mm -hmm. the story the way I would tell this story? So that was the all caps appeal. Uh,
0: This is a, a frustrating comparison, but it's sort of the reason I kept on watching Girls. A show mm-hmm. that I I liked kind of initially and then I grew to dislike, but I never stopped watching it because I was like, this is sort of my demographic, especially like considering the fact that I live down the street from where the main character lives in girls. Like I was like, I have to keep watching this because I need to make sure that this is correct.
1: My well, my theory is that's why that show caused so much outrage, is because a lot of people who were writing about it and people who work in media who get to like you know, have a conversation about this sort of Mm -hmm. thing publicly felt very, very close to like, as you say, these are the places I go, or this is, these are, you know, these people kind of on paper. Yeah. Seem like Mm -hmm. my friends. And um, it allows for this level of judgment that you just can't pass on something that feels (laughs) very removed from your experience, like truly. Um, So anyway, so that's why I was like, I must watch this and pass judgment slash compare in minute detail, the way that this uh, teen rom-com portrays an experience that I had.
0: <laughs> Were you tall in high school or did your growth spurt happen later?
1: I have been six feet, two inches tall since <laughs> I was 12. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I really don't know life in any other body. <laughs> right. I, you know, I, um. there is sort of a montage in the tall girl movie of her being the tallest kid in her elementary school classes, which was definitely true uh for me as well like I was I towered over my fifth grade teacher but there the reason why I I feel like it's kind of a trope that is interesting in a teen rom-com setting is like really if you are a girl who is sexually attracted to boys who is really really a lot bigger than every single boy that is Mm -hmm. more of an issue than like just feeling awkward in your fifth grade school photo or whatever um you know and for all reasons of like adolescence like coming into sexuality etc and you know we've selected frankly a kind of like appropriate age appropriate i'm air quoting version of (laughs) like how these feelings (laughs) play out and we're going to only show Mm -hmm. you what happens like outside your bedroom you know
0: (laughs) right yeah yeah the pg-13 version
1: yeah exactly I will say this is, like, you know, I I also recognize with the benefit of adult hindsight, too, that, like, there is this aspect of at least my teen years of taking the, what I I identified as, like, my main point of adversity or the thing that people made me feel bad about and bullied me about and really extrapolated, like, a, a greater sense of, like, underdogness for lack of a better word mm-hmm. or like a greater sense of or a greater lack of privilege than, than I really had because I was sort of all in my feelings about this one aspect of my physicality and I, I thought it was extremely interesting like when the trailer came out and people were like oh come on your biggest problem is that you're really tall and white and thin and pretty and have big feet <laughs> like that's your problem <laughs> and right. I, I I think that's a fair criticism and I also think that like it sort of rings true to my myopic teen existence that yeah. this one physical trailer that really literally set me apart was something that I focused on, probably to the detriment of me recognizing bigger truths about the world.
0: And, and bullying, was a, a, was that a problem for you? Because my I'm tall. I'm 6'5". I did not get this tall until later in my teens. And also, tall boys are not bullied as much as tall girls for being tall. I was bullied for a host of other things, but height had nothing to do with it. But my mother is a little over six feet tall, six one, And when she remembers her high school experience, she listens to this podcast. I'm sorry for bringing it up. You can skip ahead a few seconds. <laughs> I, I haven't even talked about it much with her because it really, I mean, in, in, it's, it's in a sincere way, it breaks her heart to remember her high school experience because it was so miserable for her. People were so mean to her just for being tall. And she, when she talks about it, like she, she finds it hard to, Tell me stories about it because it was so miserable for her. I was seeing comments about this trailer back when it came out and people were saying, you know, teens don't bully other teens for being tall. But the real thing is teens bully other teens for being anything. Anything This is different. just one of those things.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. We're, what? We're, did you get How's the Weather Up There?
1: I didn't. I mean, I think it was, it was like more along the lines of like general freak insults. Like it mm-hmm. was, <laughs> you yeah. know, like it wasn't, it wasn't that, um, how's the weather mm-hmm. up there is more like my parents' generation comment. Like my dad who is six, we'll get how's the weather up there. Yeah. But that's the other weird thing about this movie. Her parents are short. I'm like, you know what? This stuff is kind of genetic. Like it's a very weird, <laughs> yeah. like it's a very yeah. weird plot choice. Um, but But yeah, but I will say that like one thing that I felt like was a missed opportunity is it's not so much kids in school who were terrible, um, especially Mm -hmm. when I was like junior high and I was, I mean, I was the tallest person in my junior high, like taller than all the teachers. Um, that was one thing, but I really feel what was more what led to more of those, oh God, like I'm just gonna listen to some Mazzy Star and Google height reduction surgery or whatever she's doing <laughs> that I was like, oh, this rings true. Um, even though even though Google was like not as much a thing when I was 16. Um, the thing that made me want to do that is having strangers comment on my body, which is something that really happens to this day. Like people who are mm-hmm. not actively bullying me, but people who are stepping out of their role as like strangers who have nothing to do with me to, to intervene and, and ask how tall I am. Um, mm-hmm. and that really had all the. Had time. A, oh, but, I mean, literally I cannot leave my house. That had a more profound impact on me, honestly, than the more kind of direct bullying that, I mean, some of this is maybe going to a, a small school and being from a relatively small town where at a certain age, everyone just knows that's who you are and that's your body. And it might mm-hmm. be, it might be like, Oh God, like, you know, who would date her? Or it might be like, let's ask her to dance as a joke, like things that did happen to me. Um, But, but it's really more like accepted or like acknowledged. You don't, you don't have to constantly be like, it's not constantly called out because there are just not that many kids.
0: You're not inundated with Swedish exchange students, you know?
1: (laughs) I mean, no, I really like, I mean, so, so yeah, so I suppose we should say that plot wise, um, the, What's going on is that this, the tall girl in question has a, like a ducky esque, like a pretty and pink, pink ducky esque friend who wants to date her, you know, and kind of like both, both toxic and appealing in, in all the ways that ducky was as well. I mean, they really, Mm -hmm. (laughs) really got Mm -hmm. the profile, um, that anyway, so childhood friend who has long had a crush on her. She has a relentlessly upbeat black best friend. Um, there was a makeover montage involving her beauty queen sister. Um, this Swedish foreign exchange student comes who lives with Ducky's family. And uh, and then at the end, she shows up at prom in like a Blake Lively, a Simple Favor-esque suit and yes. delivers an impassioned speech while wearing heels. So that is roughly the plot. There's kind of like a love triangle, blah, 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 with Ducky and, this, and the Swede. Yeah, there and were the no Swedish... Girl. And the mean girl, right? Oh, there's a mean girl. Yeah, I totally forgot about her. See, I'm so focused on, like, what is my experience of this story? <laughs> I'm like, there's other girls in this movie? <laughs> um Anyway, so that's what's going on, and there were no Swedish foreign exchange students in uh, Iowa, in my town in Iowa, I will say that.
0: Even though this is just like every other movie, I think that you are allowed, with some formula like this, whether it's a rom-com, whether it's a teen romance, just a teen comedy, they're all the same. It's just a question of perspective and location. And these are two new things. There's rarely been a rom-com set in high school from the perspective of a tall person whose biggest problem is I'm tall. I can't. I honestly don't know that that's ever happened before. And usually they're not set in New Orleans. So I'll take it. Going off that, what is your kind of favorite teen movie? Like what was the one that spoke to you the most, the loudest when you were a teen?
1: I mean, I obviously watched the like John Hughes, like the the Molly Ringwald John Hughes like trilogy. Um, you Five know, it's eight. Not, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. like not not a not a um, not a coincidence that you know it's like we're referencing characters from those movies. Um, I did watch those movies, and what's funny about both those and watching tall girl is like our tall girl protagonist, like really kind of wants to be more like beauty queen mainstream. Like, you know, that mm-hmm. is really where her heart lies. And I think one reason why I was more into say like a uh, Molly Ringwald and pretty in pink is that she, her reaction to not being like a cool kid at her high school is to kind of like do her whole, do her own thing, you know? Right. Like, you know, mm-hmm. she's like, I'm going to like drive my weird car and like wear my amazing, like, like, handmade fashions that like Annie Potts has helped me with, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah. she's very like that I found to be aspirational. And I, I really think that that is more where, I mean, like I would, was not giving an impassioned speech at the prom because I was like, fuck prom. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Um, Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And and I think that, like, that speaks to, like, you know, no matter what you are kind of bullied for, you are presented with an option, which is to um, double down on whatever trait you were being singled out for and really kind of find some kind of power in whatever sets you apart from your bullies, or you can really try hard to, like, I don't know, like, get them to like you or feel sad about that I don't know I really just always felt that the Molly Ringwald like I'm gonna go hang out with Annie Potts now bye like like was much more my speed
0: (laughs) my favorite ones were the John Hughes ones too I loved The Breakfast Club even though I could relate to so little of The Breakfast Club I saw myself as an Anthony Michael Hall character even though I wasn't brutalized the way he was in high school but he was still the one that I reached out to like you you grab to the characters who are the closest even if they're not quite right you know Like you'll take what you can get in a
1: way. That is why that movie has really stood up for so long is that there are, I mean, it's still extremely limited, but it's like basically like choose your fighter from these like high school tropes. And and I think that that is, I mean, that's sort of exactly what you're describing is like it doesn't have to just be... um, centered on one of those people and I have to say Mm -hmm. I also that's one reason why I really um you know there for other obvious reasons like I like movies centered around friendships but one thing I really like is like okay if you're centering the story around a relationship then you you get to bring in like you get you get the chance to fully draw more than one type of teen hardship and Mm -hmm. um yeah. And so I really it's funny because before Tall Girl came out, I was really loving that the uh Anna uh is it is her name Anna in Pen fifteen? The Yeah, I, I think don't so, watch right? Pen fifteen. No, okay. I'm not a pen well, fifteen watcher. Wow. Um I know. I feel I very know. positively about Pen fifteen. Anyway, um I think I think her name is Anna. So so the of the two friends, um, you know, they play they they are women in their early thirties who play their like thirteen year old selves. And mm-hmm. so they're one of them in particular is like extremely like tall, like the way her body looks in relation to the people is like sort of played for comic effect on the show. But I'm like, mm-hmm. that is exactly how like the, phys- my physical self was in relation to the people I was friends with. Mm-hmm.
0: You were tall girl in all of school. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was brought up all the time. And you said that even currently people bring it up, strangers on the street, grocery store, whatever that happens to me a lot. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Every few weeks, some will just be like, how tall are you? And it's just like this tone that you're like, I don't know why you're accosting me right now. But, yeah, I'm 6'5". And then there's no follow-up. You answer and then they're like, okay, see ya. <laughs> um, when did that sort of stop for you? When you went on to college, did you, was there some sort of, like, temporary or long-term reprieve? Like, were older people, so to speak, a little more... Um, Kind and less confrontational about your height, or did that just never end?
1: it has never stopped for me. Hmm. Um, It is more, one of my very favorite things about New York City is it's the least number of height comments per capita I have ever received. (laughs) Um, And and New York is notable as well because when I pass people on the street, rather than kind of like open mouth stare, they look immediately to my feet to see how high my heels are. That is a thing that happens (laughs) only in New York. And I love New York for it. It is my, you know, after like, bagels and people I love who live there like that is my number one favorite thing about New York City Um, and I I get fewer comments in Los Angeles um, than I do in uh, other places but like as soon as I'm in a suburb or a rural area it's like it's gonna happen the minute I leave my home friend's home hotel room whatever and it's funny that you say that because I have I've thought a lot about why do people just ask me for this number right like people Mm -hmm. approaching you and saying how tall are you and then walking away And now I sort of have a standard response where, well, there's a couple of options. One is I sort of say, why are you so interested? Oh, that's a good (laughs) one. I'm really, I, I am actually curious about why they wanna know this number. And, you know, and every once in a while, people will say like, oh, my niece is really tall and I want to know if you're taller than she is. Or sometimes they'll be like, why? I want to know if you're taller than my husband. Exactly. Why? Um, the only the only people who I do not look at with absolute, like, you know, withering pity um, are people who are women who are sort of of average height who, when I respond, say that they're like, they want... They want to know where I shop because they have a tall teen daughter. And then I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, my whole facade melts. And I'm like, let me tell you everything. I'm Sit so down. happy to Let's give have you a every tip. Do you want exactly. me to call her? Because I'll call her. Oh, my God. For real. Like, I actually have never offered to call her. But, like, I, I 100% would. And anyway, so so I, I sort of say, why are you asking? And sometimes I say, um, how tall are you? And people are like, <gasps> uh, oh, I'm a 5'7". Or, you know, or whatever. <laughs> um like, Okay. Yeah. And uh, every once in a while, we'll just say, like, I'm sorry, are you talking to me? Like, you know, we're strangers, right? Like, do you do we know each other? Or I mean, because because the only people I would ask for a measurement about their body is someone I was literally fitting for an item of clothing or someone I had a personal relationship with. (laughs)
0: Um, I can I can say I've never gone up to a stranger on the street and asked how tall they are. Not once in my life
1: or asked what shoe size they're wearing or asked like oh, any oh other God. numeric measurement about their body, it's absurd. And the thing is because of, you know, it's sort of perceived as generally good to be tall, people are like, well, it's a compliment. You know, there's often this thing where, you know, women will say, I wish I were taller. And it's like, I don't like you comparing our bodies. I really have no feelings <laughs> yes. whatsoever about your body. I think you're, you look great, you're fine and don't make me a foil for some kind of anxiety that you feel that might be very real, but like, it's not, it's not about my body. And I am not judging you for being shorter than I'm just trying to live my life, you know?
0: <laughs> and also with regards to compliments, you don't know me. You really don't have any business complimenting me.
1: Yeah. Slash like you, I am a total stranger to you. Like, I really yes. think that people don't know how often it happens. Like I really feel like one of my standard responses should be to say, you know, a stranger asks me that every single day and it's Mm. (laughs) rude like i should just say something like that you know
0: the only height related stranger commentary that i will abide by is uh someone in a grocery store asking me to reach something on the top shelf (laughs) which happens every single time i go to the grocery store every single time i go to the grocery store can you grab the like box of tissues or whatever yes i would love to thank you for saying hey freak can you grab the box (laughs) of tissues on the top of the thing it's always very kind
1: always very kind right the tone matters and also for me it matters once someone asked me where there when there was literally a store employee standing in the same aisle and then I was like okay are you (laughs) kidding me like that is the only time I've ever been like goodbye this is this is extremely rude like look around you (laughs)
0: bye bye I have a quick game to play it's called taller girls it's really easy (laughs) I was talking with the coworker of mine Christine about this game and at first I wanted to do like tall women in history and like do quote something a little more a little more intellectual and it turns out there aren't that many super tall women in history you know, and whenever you start doing that, it gets really boring or they, they 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 were famous so long ago that you don't have this like host of quotes to choose from or the quotes are so obvious. Like, oh, of course, this was said by Sojourner Truth, you know, like, oh, of course, this was said by this other person. <laughs> so yeah. instead of that, this game is just called Taller Girls. I'm going to name two famous women and you're going to tell me who was taller. Who was the taller girl? Okay. No particular order. Let's begin with Lupita Nyong'o or Meryl Streep. Who's taller? Hmm. Streep, Streep by one inch. She's mm. five six. Lupita's five five. Emma Stone or Jennifer Lawrence? Who's taller, girl?
1: Oh, Jennifer Lawrence.
0: Jennifer Lawrence by three inches. Five six five nine. Then I did like a show. Some of these are thematically kind of happening. Phoebe Waller-Bridge or Genji Cohen? Oh. Who's the tall girl?
1: Mm. I'm, trying to, I'm like, have I ever seen a head to toe photo of Genji Cohen? I'm really That's like, what I was
0: wondering. Too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm like, mm, okay. Uh, I. All right. Wild card. I'm just going to say Genji Cohen.
0: It's Phoebe Waller Bridge. Mm. She's 5'10. Uh, Genji's right. 5'6. Okay. <sighs> Aquafina or Jada Pinkett Smith? Who's tall girl?
1: Mm. Aquafina.
0: Aquafina. Yeah. She's 5'1. Jada wow. Pinkett Smith is five, just five zero, a solid five zero. Okay, <laughs> Viola Davis or zero. an even five, an even five. Viola Davis or Michelle Rodriguez. Just thinking about widows. Oh, who's the tall girl?
1: Um, Viola Davis.
0: This is a trick question. They're both five five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when you this look through is...
0: lists of famous actresses, everyone's five five. All famous actors too.
1: Don't I know it? And all models are five nine to five ten. There is literally, except for Julia Child, who clocks in at my fellow six two. She's uh, six there, two, right? Yeah. Um, I have to tell you, I have the, had this. I'm sorry, am I spoiling a Julia Child one somewhere in there? No. <laughs> I, I um, you know, so in the basement of the Smithsonian, like American whatever museum, there is a, a replica of Julia Child's kitchen. And uh-huh. when I was in oh, college. I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, when I was in college, a friend of mine had like some family friend who was a curator there, and gave us like a like an after hours tour, and we got to walk mm-hmm. into it. And I was like, "This is a custom kitchen built for my body." It was like that's how I learned how tall Julia <laughs> a Child was. And it was very, it was it was very aspirational, like that, and the fact that Oprah has a tub molded to her own body are on my like if I'm ever rich bucket list of like my whole world will just be tailored to my bod. I
0: I love the idea of baths. Like I love the idea of relaxation. Like, I'm always striving for, like, some sort of uh, balm for my endless anxiety. And baths seem like such a good little problem solver. And every time I get into the bathtub, I feel like a crazy person. I'm just like, wait, this isn't fun. Is this fun for other people? Is this relaxing? I feel like I'm being shoved inside this little box that was never meant to contain me.
1: Yeah, I mean, my... The bath problem for me is, like, knees can be underwater or tits can be underwater. Both cannot be underwater at the same time. <laughs> so, like, really, it's not that relaxing. And there's always a calculus happening, which is why Oprah's custom tub, when I saw that in the Vogue profile a few years ago, Stedman's not allowed to use it. I was like, this is aspirational. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Isn't it made out of some sort of really luxurious material or some sort of stone? Is it opal? Yeah, i Something I'm sure... wild? Onyx?
1: I, I don't actually know the material all I know it is molded to her body and I'm just sort of like you know Bobby all I wish for the two of us and everyone else with a body that is not accommodated by normal bathtubs like all I wish for us is custom Oprah tubs
0: hand carved out of marble and onyx to her body wow obviously
1: yeah. Which our partners or people who share space with us are not allowed into. It's just for us.
0: (laughs) That is your episode of House Hunters. It's like, does it have a tub that can fit my body? Like, no, then I'm moving out. No, this is not what I'm choosing. Back to the game. A few more left. Uh, We're like halfway through. What do we do? Viola Davis and Michelle Rodriguez. Okay. Laverne or Shirley? Who's the tall girl? Mm,
1: Laverne.
0: Got it. Laverne's the tall girl. Penny Marshall, 5'6". Cindy Williams, 5'4". Cagney or Lacey? Who's the tall girl? (laughs)
1: Oh, my God. I have no, I mean, I'm going to go <laughs> Lacy.
0: <laughs> it's a tie. They're 5'5". Five, five.
1: Oh, my God. Everyone's 5'5". Five, five.
0: Everyone's 5'5". You know, five, five.
1: This also explains why, like, tall women, like, women who are my height get more comments. Like, you were you were closer to the kind of, like, male average than I am closer to the female average. Like, that's right. the other thing is, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway.
0: Um, and also, everyone they're seeing on television is 5'5". Five, five.
1: Truly. That was another thing I loved about Tall Girl. I'm just like, oh, this is what my body looks like moving through space. I like don't even, I don't really see that very often. You I know what I no mean? I have no
0: perception of my own height until I see someone tall in the distance. And I say, ooh, that's a tall person. And then I get up close and I realize they're my height. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is what everyone's seeing constantly. Uh, Brandy or Monica? The boy is mine. Mm, Who's the I Tall mean, Girl?
1: Obviously. Obviously. Um, ooh, good question. I'm going to go brandy
0: monica she's five eight Oof. brandy's five seven mm. rachel or monica <laughs> <We're
1: friends. laughs> um rachel
0: <laughs> they're both five five i'm sorry <gasps> they're both
1: five five. i'm gonna stop answering these questions and just say they're both here's, five a, five. here's a
0: real one here's a real one thelma or louise
1: uh I'm gina davis or susan sarandon gina davis is, i mean gina davis is tall i'm gonna say gina davis
0: it's gina davis she's six yeah. foot and susan is five seven uh hustlers is on top of mine constant spoo we jennifer lopez
1: oh jennifer lopez i wait and maybe that was a heel yes jennifer lopez
0: by an inch she's five she's five five
1: <laughs> i really hustlers was the the most delightful thing to happen to me all week
0: <laughs> it's incredible it really is i can't wait to see it again jane lynch or tiffany haddish Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch, she's six foot. Tiffany's five six. Lady Gaga I know every or Every
1: celebrity who's six foot. Like I really do. Um every female celebrity who's six feet or taller. Uh Lady Gaga or Madonna? Madonna.
0: Madonna, five five. Lady Gaga's five one. Um oh right. That's the name of her documentary. Oh she's five foot two, that but I think a... she's actually five foot. Um Michelle Williams <laughs> or Michelle Williams.
1: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, white Michelle Williams is tiny. Well, they're probably both mm-hmm. tiny. 5'5". Five, five. I'm going to go with both 5'5". Five, five.
0: <laughs> no, Michelle Williams of Destiny's Child is 5'9".
1: Okay, okay. Yeah.
0: Um, Joan Didion or Maya Angelou?
1: Maya Angelou.
0: Maya Angelou by a foot. five five one. I mean, 5'0 to 6'0". Uh, mm-hmm. What is this? Tennis. Three more. Steffi Graf or Maria Sharapova? Uh,
1: Maria Sharapova. 6'3".
0: Mm-hmm. 6'3". Six, three. Six, three. Again, uh, I know
1: every woman who is over six tall. has got them tacked like, on your wall. <laughs> I really do the mood board.
0: <laughs> uh, two more left: Gigi Hadid or Bella Hadid? Uh, Gigi. Gigi, yeah, she's five ten. Bella's five nine. And finally, Gwendolyn Christie or Elizabeth Debicki. Who's the tall girl?
1: <sighs> I'm gonna pull a both five five. I have no idea. <laughs> they are
0: both six three. What? yes they're both
1: 6-3 I can't even
0: I'm hanging out and um i think with that we can end this conversation i've kept you long enough this has been a i know it was a tall order thank you for coming oh on my the, god coming on the show. i appreciate it microphone <laughs> across the room <laughs> throw the microphone across the room we can end this thank you for talking to me about tall girl and tall girl is streaming now on netflix uh you can listen to Ant's podcast call your girlfriend anytime and you should and uh her book big friendship comes out when
1: uh middle of 2020 summer next In the year middle of 2020
0: all right this was Thanks, fun. Bobby. This was fun, I think.
1: <laughs> This was very fun. I'm also just like, please tell all the tormented over six foot teen girls, you know, to give me a call. I'm happy to talk to them. <laughs> I really like there's nothing I want more than to like be the emotional counselor to all of them. So great.
0: and never ask a stranger how tall they are ever. Oh, my God. Never Don't ask comment a, stranger... on a stranger's body.
1: Yes, exactly. The only thing you're allowed to comment on on a stranger is a choice that they made when they woke up that morning. That's my rule. <laughs> oh, I love that. So you can be like, I love your shoes, but you, or I love your makeup, but you But it has be to be like, positive,
0: right? The only thing you're yeah. allowed to comment is a positive comment on something, a choice they made when they woke up that morning. Right.
1: Like literally anything that they don't control or that is like a kind of clearly like just about the body, off limits.
0: That is uh, like a life-changing piece of advice. I love that.
1: <laughs> I'm here. I'm here for you. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Bye, Anne. Thank you All right, so
1: much. Bye, Bobby.